Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Random Town Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is called Rumors Galore, because there are lots of rumors. Yeah, we're really creative with the title this week, aren't we? Um, you came up with that. Yeah, because there's nothing else to come up with. It's been a weird few weeks for Town because there's been some game announcements, some rumors... That's about it. No big flagship game or anything. So I guess we'll jump into what's up with Nintendo and talk about those rumors. Uh, first, the, probably the biggest rumor is the release date for the Wii U. Now, I'm pretty sure in past episodes of the podcast, I've said... I, I don't know how to imitate myself, but imagine me doing a voice of myself that, that's mocking it. Yeah, I said, um, I said that if I had to guess, the Wii U would be out the weekend before Thanksgiving. That's the weekend around the 18th, 20th. Because Nintendo always does their flagship game then for the holidays and always does their system launches, the DS, the GameCube, the Wii. Then it turns out, uh, over the past couple weeks, two independent rumors have almost confirmed my speculation of that. Uh, the first one was that a leaked memo from a Japanese retailer called Media Land, they're uh, apparently one of Tokyo's biggest game sellers, uh, it was obtained by a site called... There's this memo, and it was obtained by a site called Wii U Daily, which, quite frankly, I've never heard of. And, uh... It said that the Wii U would be released in America on the on November 18th, my speculation date, and then in Japan a week later. Why a Japanese retailer would have an American release date, I don't know. But to corroborate that, there's IGN saying that they have a leaked GameStop menu, menu memo that says the exact same date for America. So it's looking like I might be right. Oh, well... I don't really know what to say to this one. I mean, well, I mean, when did if you had? Well, to I mean, I mean, in the fact that uh, I mean, like, I guess that's cool that we're getting like, I guess, I mean, it's by no means a confirmation, but I guess um, that the date we expected it to come out is actually, I guess, be, it's nice to it, not it, have it's it. more solid. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I, don't know. I guess, since it's not like a weird month like October or December. Yeah, well, that's or something, the thing is, there's a lot of speculation. Is, is, is this like more like, oh, all right, that. That's cool. Right. Well, prior to this, these rumors, there's a lot of talk that maybe be out as early as September. So I guess this shows that we are going to have to wait till the holidays and the end of the year to play it, which isn't really a surprise. I thought September was crazy to begin with, but hmm. a bit I guess more that, confirmation. I guess that does keep that gap a little big. I mean, if we're getting um, that story around like the August-ish period. That's what I've been reading. Hmm. Man, that means no games for... Well, no announced games. I'm sure Nintendo will show something at E3 in June that's like a stopgap until the Wii U. Or not, because Nintendo seems to have abandoned the Wii. So, I don't know why one of the two things will happen. Either they will, or they won't. Hmm. But, uh, a potentially bigger rumor than that, even... Well, that's probably the biggest rumor, but potentially... A really conflicting rumor is... Uh, have you been keeping up with the ongoing back and forth about how powerful the Wii U is? Yeah, it's getting to the point where I don't even... I mean, I never... I don't know. You just can't trust these... Even less now that you can't... No, it, you know, it almost makes the rumors seem ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say to it. It's just but here, all over the place. Like, yeah. on both sides... On, on both extremes. Right. So. But here, here's the thing is that... I don't even I don't even know if I can call these rumors because they're from reputable sources and they're more like inside reports. They're just not sourcing things. So the first one... Basically, there's been arguments of whether the Wii U is more powerful than a 360 and PS3, which is what I think everyone initially expected because it's a next-gen system. Or if it's equal in power, or if it's less in power. So the original rumor was that, um, well, not even a rumor. The Darksiders 2 developer, Darksiders 2 being that post-apocalyptic Zelda-style game from THQ coming out at launch for the Wii U, uh, he claimed the console was as powerful as an Xbox 360 and a PS3, and he is working on a game for it. So I would trust him, right? 
Then GameIndustry.biz, which is a really reputable like business and business oriented um, video game news site, they come out and say that lots of people they're hearing from are saying it's weaker than the current systems and couldn't do certain things like shaders or other graphical touches because it needs that power for the controller. Because you know, I don't know, it has like, to render stuff on a separate screen as well. I feel like the people just don't know, or just because I right. Oh, they, well, they, see, they, this is the thing. The first guy, maybe they just saw text specs that are like, oh, I don't see. Well, it here's either, the so thing: they can't do it. right. But the Darksiders guy, he's making the game. He would know, and he's saying it's equal. Then there's all these other developers who aren't being sourced who are saying it's less. So those might be not as trustworthy. But then comes Randy Pitchford, the. Uh, He's the president of Gearbox, who's making Aliens for the Wii U and all other next-gen systems. The Alien Shooter. Uh, what is it? No, Alien Colon- Colonial Marine. Right, right. He's making that, and then he comes out, and not only does he say that... not Or not like backtrack. He says the Wii U still has some surprises. I don't know what exactly that means, but I think it might be like uh, how the Wii, when it was re-unveiled at E3 2006 after Controller was shown off the previous year, how it suddenly had a speaker, and it suddenly had... You know, it had, like, that little mysterious red button inside, which ended up just being the sync button, but Nintendo wouldn't say what it was for the longest time, and it gained USB ports, and this, that, and next thing. So I think he's saying they're going to do something like that at E3 again. But still, he's saying there's surprises, and then another Gearbox developer who's working on Aliens for the Wii U came out and said it's more powerful than the PS3 and 360, and it has more RAM. So you have two developers... Both making games for the system that are both coming out around launch saying different things. Plus a middle group of developers who aren't saying who they are, saying it sucks compared to the current... Well, not sucks, but it's weaker than current systems. Yeah, then, then there were also those rumors that were for the the development kits for the supposed um, Xbox 720. Right, and the, the PS4. Set, yeah, that's the Orbis said, um, or whatever it's nicknamed, codenamed. I remember they said that the 720, what, what we're calling it... was like it, two yeah, it was PCs duct taped together. Oh, no, they said um, it was... 2.5 more... Oh, no, that the Wii U was, um... Oh, you're thinking of the IGN thing. Yeah. The well, Wii U is 2.5 more times more powerful, and, like, the 720 is, like, 5 or something. I don't remember the numbers, but they were basically saying the Wii U is, like, a Dreamcast. Yeah, they said it's 6 Realist- times more powerful than a normal Xbox at the yeah. end, it turns out. Realistically, the Wii U is going to be in a Dreamcast situation. Regardless of how these rumors pan out, the fact of the matter is it's coming out between the traditional generations. It, Nintendo does their own thing. They always have. They actually put out a statement saying, we don't really focus on tech specs, we focus on the experience. So they're basically saying, yeah, it might not be the most powerful tech-wise, but it'll deliver the goods. Yeah, so true. it is going to be, in terms of like how it's positioned, it's going to be a Dreamcast. It's going to be the first out of the gate with whatever graphics, but then it's going to get surpassed in a few years. Yeah, but even then, I don't think that's really a problem because... It is I mean, it even though Even though it's going to be in that Dreamcast time zone, it's... Not a Dreamcast. A Dreamcast right. had nothing... I mean... Dreamcast had good games. It just yeah, didn't but have... Yeah, I mean, there were good games, but they weren't great games, I feel. Well, I think the Dreamcast's I mean, like, big not, I mean, downfall it's, it's was like, not... Yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically comparing Nintendo-quality games to Sega. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I am. But I don't I'm know... not you, per se, but like, I know. I don't all the people saying that... Like, it's not I don't know if that was the issue for the Dreamcast for Sega-quality games. I think the issue was, right before the Dreamcast came out, Sony announced the PS2, and they kept announcing stuff about the ps2 at every dreamcast milestone launch day more news so it, the whole time there's the ps2 looming when did the 64 come out way, way before. before it came out in like 96 dreamcast mm. came out in 2000 oh one oh, right, 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 no right. 99 99 99 oh, right, um, and it was discontinued by 2001 oh wait so the gamecube also came out way before the dreamcast then no it came out after here sorry n64 96 dreamcast 99 ps2 2001 gamecube 2000 
No, PS2 2000, GameCube 2001, and Xbox 2001, a week after the GameCube, mm. or a week before. So the Dreamcast really was the stopgap. But the, the problem I see with this, and I think we might have touched on this before, is that, yes, right now you can port PS3 and Xbox 360 games to a Wii U, and it'll play, so it has more multi, more you know, more enticing for third parties. What happens when the Xbox 720 and the PS4 come out? Suddenly, the Wii U is going to be in the same position as the Wii, where it's the graphic, where it's graphically behind, and developers have to downscale. Yeah, but I feel like at that point, um, it might not matter as much yeah, because everything because will be HD. Because I mean, like graphics right now are already to the point where if they get any better, it won't really look that more impressive. Right, just, right. If anything, the only problem that I could see it just being an improvement is just if they can get games to stop crashing. Yeah. Like I mean, if they got Skyrim to run perfectly fine at all times on the PS3 and the Xbox without it like destroying your system, then yeah, yeah. I mean. And if it says it has more RAM, then... It, I mean, I'm I'm not doubting it will have any problems running any of these kinds of games. And Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm sure. I, I think I think it's going to be... It might be less of a problem than with the Wii because you're not going from HD to standard definition. It's still all HD. It's still very similar. But it's hard to say until we know what the tech on the PS4 yeah. and 720 are. And even then, having just like that comparable power in HD means that they could have... Like games with certain, or, I mean, just like a journey. Oh yeah, I know. Kind of things like I know. Look good I know, regardless. but I'm just saying for multi-platform support. If a developer's making a PS4 and 720 version of, say, Assassin's Creed 8 or whatever they're up to at that point, is Ubisoft in this case going to devote a team to essentially downport it? Or would they just stick with the Wii U because as the Wii platform? And yeah, because okay, so no, but then, we don't know how sales will be. Maybe the Wii will be selling still, a lot. People will be like, oh, I don't want to invest in this like. $800 monster. Oh, true. But still, the only potential problem with that is then people who have a PS4 or 720 will be getting games that are graphically inferior to the first party effort, so they won't sell as well on those systems because people beg, like, what the hell? This isn't a real, like, actual game. Like, you know, it's not made for this system. It's clearly a Wii U game. So it's going to be a tricky situation. It could be a tricky situation for publishers. Hypothetically. Um, I mean, this is obviously all speculation based yeah. on rumors yeah, that contradict wants, each other. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's something... I guess we don't know once it comes out, but... I don't yeah, know. I, guess won't... In a, I guess in a perfect world, it'll do so well... It won't that... be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. We won't know for sure for like three or four years. Because I mean, because the Wii was super successful at first and had really good third-party support for a little while, and then it just disappeared. Because, I mean, if you had to guess, like, how far apart would be the release between, like, the first PS3 or Xbox from the Wii U? Like, a year? Oh, you mean PS4 or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the rumors are 2013 for Xbox and 2013 or 14 for PS3. I, I mean, 4, I believe. I don't remember. I was actually just reading this the other night. Um... The PS, the Xbox is codenamed not... Durango, and the PS4 is codenamed Orbis. PS4, according to Kotaku, is dropping the um, cell processor. It's going to use um, essentially off-the-shelf components, uh, not a custom thing. Um, the 720, I don't know as much about. Both of them grab these huge anti-piracy measures. Oh, yeah, the whole juice game thing. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to. Basically, you're gonna have to. Um, yeah, like, basically, you get, like, authentication keys, like, for your computer. Yeah, it's essentially you're not going to be able to play it used unless you pay extra. Hmm. And you'll be on, uh, connected online at all times as, like, a DRM solution. Nintendo hasn't commented on that at all, has Nintendo they? doesn't seem to... Well, Nintendo's slow with online, so hopefully this is one of the things they don't implement. And they instead implement some of the other cool things that are rumored or that are on other systems, like, you know, Universal Friends List. Well, they have a Universal Friends List, but, like, a unified online interface, which we talked about before Nintendo, in, uh, in our episode Nintendo Gets Networked. When Nintendo, um, 
But yeah, when Nintendo announced Nintendo Network, I mean, we talked a lot about what would make a good Wii U online interface, and I think, uh, I think leaving out the DRM would be a good decision. Hmm. But yeah, and and speaking of online, there's a rumor about a uh, what they're calling a serious racing game for the Wii U that's currently uh, under development. Supposedly, this is coming from a source called Dual Pixel. I believe. And by serious racing game, they mean a... Like, they mean a competitor to, like, Gran Turismo or Forza. Oh, so... Not so... Not, not necessarily... Car- so, not so a game I'm not gonna buy, then. Depends. Here's where things get interesting. It's about creativity. And you like creativity. I know you like creativity. So this might... According to Dual... This might catch your attention. According to Dual Pixel, there's this game coming out. It's being developed by a company called uh, Lucid Games, which is made up of many former employees of Bizarre Creations. They're known for Project Gotham Racing and more recently Blur, before they got disbanded by Activision. Neither. Well, I guess Project Gotham is supposed to be racing. racing. I mean, serious. Project Gotham is Blur, not so much. That's more of a kart. Yeah. But um, Blur is like a serious Mario Kart. It's like, like yeah, it's like a, a serious self. Mario Kart, yeah. <laughs> but um, the game is supposedly called... Where'd it go? Here we go. The game's supposedly called Concept Grand Prix, and the concept of the game, no pun intended, actually pun was intended, is that um, basically you work for an R&D company, and you will design cars from scratch, and then you're going to test those cars. When you design the cars, you use the Wii U's tablet, and you can customize everything from, like, uh, as Dual Pixel put it, from spark plugs to curing plastics to the exterior finish. Then when the car is built, you go out and test it, and it's got realistic physics and everything. It's going to be kind of like Gran Turismo's license mode, where you have to, like, you know, you try out every car, and you do these challenges with each car. That sounds awesome and all, but it actually makes me want to get a less. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, why do you say that? Oh, because I'm not a big car person, like, at all, so... Oh, well, that's true, yeah. So, like, customizing to that detail actually doesn't get me interested whatsoever. I would be more interested in maybe... More paint know, jobs, getting yeah, paint jobs and like well, that's track design or something. But, but you know, it's Nintendo. but even but even you then, know, it's Nintendo, so it's not like I it's mean, gonna be that on. No, I know. And I mean, like when I got the P- when I had a PSP, I didn't even bother with modernization racers. I right. just wanted Mario Kart. Like I don't know for racing games. I don't know. I just want to race. I never. Right, right. Well, here's isn't here's the other game. angle of it. And this is why I brought it up when I did is that it also has a very big online component. Supposedly, if the rumors are true. Uh, Nintendo's hoping that, you know, you'll be able to look at the, you'll be able to, they're going to host car creation contests online, and you can submit cars, and they're hoping that some of the car content, this is insane. I can't believe Nintendo thinks this will work. Or if this rumor's even, if this rumor's true, I can't believe Nintendo actually thinks this will work. Here's the quote. I'm just going to read the quote because it's so ridiculous. Nintendo is hoping that Concept Grand Prix inspires real-life manufacturers to pursue designs produced by the games community. They hope that Mitsubishi or Toyota or Honda will go... I like that car in that Wii U game. He did a good job poking the tablet to make it. Let's go ahead and make it real. There's no way that's happening. I'm sorry, Nintendo. There's no way. If that's true, <laughs> like there's zero like, chance that's happening. Do you think, like, maybe if you tweak the quote enough, maybe they meant, like, oh, if maybe Mitsubishi or someone, uh, like, hosts a contest, they'll be using that game. That's probably what they meant, but still, <laughs> because, either way... Because, like, I think, I think, I think that way anyone could kind of make a car... Yeah. Then just like the people that actually know have, have the good software and all that. Yeah, stuff. but either way, know, that's to, definitely not what they meant. Though, to, but, either yeah. way, to have a contest in a game to make real cards, like they're not going to necessarily be feasible in terms of aerodynamics and stuff. Well, anyway, so that's one ang- angle of the online that they're hoping to do. Well, they're gonna we won't create, be the judges. I know, but they have judges. I know, I know, but still, they're gonna. Um, so that's one angle of online. The other angle being is gonna, they're hoping to keep the game alive, kind of like Mario Kart with new challenges every so often. So they're planning. 
it once again if true. They're planning monthly challenges, many of which are gonna have you um, design cars and then do special download downloadable uh, research and development tests for those cars within your fictional company. So they basically will have new tests, new activities for you to do with your cars every month. And there'll be a point system that you earn when you create cars, when you race cars against other players. Supposedly the game features 12 players per race. So if this is the direction Nintendo's going in with online, which it just seems like a natural progression of what they've done with Mario Kart and Mario vs. Donkey Kong's level creator and whatnot. If they if this is the direction they're going in, I'm, I, I think that could work. If they just make it part of a unified, a unified Nintendo network... Yeah, it could work. It sounds it sounds competitive with like, um, you know what Forza allows you to do online. Or I know. Like I mean, Grand not Turismo. even Gran Turismo offers like that much. Right, Forza comes close, but it, this is definitely like you could tell Nintendo purposely, if true, Nintendo purposely went to people that know how to do a social, serious racing game. Yeah, I mean, again, like if true, like I could, we could probably stop saying if true. <laughs> I think the points are clear. But uh, I mean, I, don't know. I know some people that would definitely want this game or like. Right, right. I, I mean, honestly, I've, I'm not huge on super real. I like arcade racers more yeah, than the real yeah. ones. But I mean, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Supposedly, it's gonna be announced at E3, if not before. So we'll know mm-hmm. within two months what's going on if it's true. Exciting. I said it. Oh yeah, one, one fight part rumor. Typical Nintendo. Guess what the game won't feature? Uh, Mario. I don't know about that, but it won't. <laughs> it probably will in some form. It Projectiles. Won't ha- it won't. That it won't. It won't have licensed cars at all. The whole, that's probably why they're doing the R&D, create your own car angle. I'm guessing Nintendo, being as cheap as they usually are, doesn't want to pay licensing fees for all the big cars. So instead of real cars from real manufacturers, it's all user-created or made by Nintendo. I know a lot of people really do appreciate that feature. But yeah, that's why people love Gran Turismo because it's like you can play, you can drive a Lamborghini yeah. and it feels like a Lamborghini. Yeah. But this is going to be... And this gets people really like, oh, it's a Lamborghini, but I guess it feels like one, but I can't It's really going to be like, it's not a Lamborghini exactly, but it's kind of like one. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the charm was like, oh, I'm driving that car, I'm never going to get to a Ford. Right, right. <laughs> and, so, I, it's kind of And I'm trying to crash it, but it doesn't get any dents, because right. Gran Turismo has, like, no crash physics. Right, or at least they didn't used to. Oh, they tried implementing Have you seen them, like, when they ram a car into each other? Get, it's like, because, it's because the, usually the licensor, the car manufacturers don't want their cars to be shown damaged, because they think it hurts the brand to show that their cars Oh, really? Are. That's why? They don't want their, their cars aren't they want their cars to be as safe looking as possible, so they don't want it getting all crunched and crinkled. That's why some games make such a big selling point out of we have real crash physics because it's like, look, we got our manufacturer, we got the car companies to agree to let us bang them up. Mm, so it's just a compromise between the manufacturer and the game, essentially. Yeah, and I guess something else Nintendo probably didn't want to put up with, probably. But it's interesting how the, they were like, oh, we don't want licensed cars, so let's build a whole game around the concept of making your own car to like address their cheapness. <laughs> so that that's that's kind of cool, Nintendo, I guess. But it's fine that they're being so cheap, but it's cool that they're not just, you know, they're not just like, we're not going to do it. They're trying to work around it. Oh. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up for, th- for the big rumors. Um, of course, there was other news. Oh, yeah. We got some, I don't want to, not so much announcements. No, yeah. We got confirmations and I guess Confer- release date announcements for um, right. that. I don't even know what we called it before. Um, oh, you- po- that, that Pokemon crossover with... Um, it, it crossed over. It was called... I have it right here. You got to help me here. Nobunaga's ambition. Nobunaga's ambition, or something no, like that. That sounds about right. No, yeah. Well, no. It was just real quick. Nobunaga's ambition is a Tecmo Koei game from the 8-bit and 16-bit games or games days in Japan only. It was a strategy game, six-on-six battles, oh. set in feudal Japan. And the Pokemon game that's coming out, it takes that with the feudal, the feudal Japanese battles, six-on-six, and they randomly inject Pokemon into it. So it's feudal Japan Pokemon. Yeah, it's um, I 
forget what episode it was in, but I remember um, it popped up the day that we recorded it. Yeah. But um, and we decided, and at the time we decided not to talk about because the series is only in Japan, so it's kind of like what's there to say? It won't come here. Yeah, it, it, I guess it but was, Nintendo's not bringing it here. They yeah. announced this week that's coming to the U.S. on June eighteenth as Pokemon Conquest. That should be pretty cool. Just the fact that like it seems like developers are well, not the publishers are, are working to take, together more. Well, no, well, not just that, but like they're taking more risks. I mean, just being like this. I mean, no one here knows about the other brand or yeah, but they're thinking Pokemon will sell it, and no, I guarantee I mean, well, well, it's, well, yeah. it's, it's the same thing as um, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Right, it it, was all, Capcom sold it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people. I mean, I I don't know who the Tatsunoko people were, and the only Tatsunoko entity I've heard of before was um Samurai Pizza Cats, and that didn't even come out in the game. Samurai what now? Samurai Pizza Cats. Seriously, is that like their version of Ninja Turtles? No, I mean it, the Ninja Turtles like pizza, and they're turtles. It, it's a game, and they're ninjas, and then they're samurai, it was a 90s and they're person. cats, and they like pizza. I guarantee it's a knockoff of Ninja Turtles no, somewhere it, no, in its, not, its origin. It, um. Really, really, it's kind of interesting. Really, really quick backstory to that. Go for it. Um, that show originated. It's yeah, it was Japan. And it was in Japan first. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with pizza at all. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it was just like a show where it was not popular whatsoever in Japan. It almost bombed. Mm-hmm. So when they dubbed it here in the U.S., um, they actually had nothing to work with, like no English translations or anything. So they had to watch the whole show and kind of figure out what's going on. That's really. And they just that. attached like this dub to it. And just turn it into, and what was like, I guess, a pseudo serious like drama. They made it into Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they, cats. yeah, they made it a comedy show where it was, um, I guess, samurai cats that have a pizza shop that use it as a front to fight evil. That's so great. And because of that, it became really popular. And that's that's, that's funny. So I don't get why they couldn't get the the real translation. Was yeah. the, did they not? Oh, well, that's because I guess the original company like never. Wanted I, to, yeah, because it was like so unpopular, they uh, were just grasping it. They're just like, they're screw just, it, oh, we don't want anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'll just take this. I see. And after it became popular, they're like, oh, yeah, Tatsunoko made it. <laughs> they're like, hey, that, yeah, that was us, it. guys. <laughs> guys, where, where's the Pizza Cat people? Hey. Throw some dollars our way. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I don't know, I think it's just cool, like, that they're bringing more right. things like this, I mean. I wonder if they're doing it strictly because they need to keep the DS afloat until Pokemon Black and White 2. Because yeah. uh, Pokemon Conquest is a DS game. Not a 3DS know, it's game. Weird. It's like come down these June. four games are still on the DS. I only mean, two. Well, and only Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, but it's just I don't know. Yeah. No, it's strange. I, I definitely. I mean, the, I mean, the I see. I mean, we see the logic behind it. I definitely but... think that's the sole re. I think there's a two. There's two reasons they're bringing it to America. The One ed- is it's Pokemon, so it will sell. And everyone two, has the DS. Yeah, one is Pokemon. Okay, three. One is Pokemon, so it will sell because everyone has a DS. That's reason two. And then reason three being they need something to keep the DS people active, so they want to get Pokemon Black and White too. I mean, the game's coming out in the fall. That's a long time with no real DS releases. So this is kind of a stopgap. Keep people entertained. Keep the Pokemon idea on DS owners' minds. Yeah. But yeah, they confirmed it. They just confirmed it uh, the other day, even though. It's been out in Japan for a few weeks, and it's actually been selling pretty well. Hmm. And the series, it's funny, um, the the uh, Nobunaga's Ambition series is actually popular among adults in Japan, while Pokemon's obviously a more kid-friendly thing, so it's kind of a mashup. Huh, that's of, of, uh, interesting. Yeah, it's a mashup of the uh, target audiences. Hmm. So Crossing the gap. Yes. Get those Crossing Nobunaga people interested in Pokemon and those younger ones. <laughs> interesting in a series that hasn't been around since the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I mean, they're youngins. I mean, most of them don't even know what Super Nintendo is. So. That's very true. That's very true. 
Uh, the other big game announcement, confirmation, whatever you want to call it, actually happened right after we recorded episode 10. We talked about Epic Mickey 2 in episode 10. The power of 2. The power of 2. And now... The power of you. No, just 2. I know, but it's a con- the nope. player controlling it. Their nope. No, nope. I mean, and, yes, but... And their, and their buddy? Fine, okay, the power of you to to you, Mewtwo. Anyway, <laughs> now the 3DS is getting its own special Epic Mickey game called Power of Illusion. See, see how they're keeping the power thing going? It's like a theme between the two. It's they, they, they I, I, I see that. They have it in both? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, Epic Mickey Power of Illusion is going to be for the 3DS. It's going to be made by the team over at uh, Dream Rift. You may know them, or at least their team members, as the people behind Henry Hatsworth and the... And, and the puzzling adventure for the uh, DS, as well as Monster Tail, also for the DS. Both of which super fun, critically, critically acclaimed games that, that never sell? got the, that never got their sales due. They did okay for what they were, but they were like yeah, they, they were like small time titles. The only person I knew that had Henry Hatsworth had a downloaded version of it. So well, that's illegal. Yeah, it's a shame. It's such a shame. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it's funny because I there are multiple times I've been like I'm gonna go get Henry Hatsworth, like I'd see it at Best Buy or whatever, and I'd be like I'm gonna pick it up, and then I looked at the price like. I'll wait till it's like fifteen dollars, and I just never bought it. And now it's just gone. Monster, yep. I don't know. Monster Tail was by Majesco, so it was a pretty limited release to begin with. Yeah, I mean, lots, I, except I saw, Cooking Mama, they are very limited with how they I mean, distribute their I games. I saw it a couple times, but just like based on like looks, like it's the cover, super generic box. Yeah, it, it, look, it just looked like like an oh, anime based. Yeah, like something. oh, this is probably one of those shovelware DS games. But the thing is, it's a really good I, game. I know, but then I read up about it and saw good reviews, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it looks interesting. I'll check it out, and then it's gone. Yep. But anyway, so Dream Rift is now getting their big break, I feel like. They're they're taking those skills they got from those two games and making Power of Illusion, yeah, which... So much pressure. I know. Of all, of all the things they could handle, they had to They went all the way to Mickey. <laughs> Not only did they go on Mickey, but it's a sequel to Epic Mickey, while also inspired People by... People are going to get fired if it doesn't do well. I know. <laughs> but now, okay, yeah, because not only is it a sequel to Epic Mickey, like I started to say, it's also inspired by the platforming from Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, which is like one of the best platformers on the Sega Genesis. Mm. And it just happens to star Mickey. So they're taking like the gameplay ideas of uh, Castle of Illusion, that's why it's called Power of Illusion, See, they took the power from Epic Mickey 2 and the illusion <laughs> for Castle of Illusion, and bam, you get Power of Illusion. I just explained a very simple game title. Anyway, um... Probably explains the very similar visuals. Though update, that's why it Updated looks, looking sprites, but... Yeah, it's sprites. very 2D looking. But yeah. here's what's interesting is the, great. the thing that's going to be Epic Mickey's influence is you will draw on the world. Much like you use the paintbrush in Epic Mickey or the electric remote in Epic Mickey 2 if you're Oswald the Rabbit. Um, in Power of Illusion, you're going to use the stylus to... I'm just going to... Some, let's see. I, I, it's hard to describe. I'm looking at the press release right here. And it's kind of like they word it in such a particular way that I'm not sure. Basically, you draw 2D stuff on the lower screen. Think on. The 2D stuff gets Disney-fied and becomes 3D cartoony objects that appear on the top screen and help you solve puzzles and whatnot. You it's mean like, kind of like um, Wario Master of the Skies where you become Art Wario and then you have to draw like platforms that you could jump on? Yeah, but on steroids. It's like that and Scribble Knots and Drawn and to Life. And if you draw something that's not on the game, it turns into poop and runs away? Probably not that part. Oh. Did you ever but play that game? I never did. It Was it good? It, it was awesome. Oh. Probably. Good to know. Weird controls. But, um, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so it's gonna it's kinda like drawn to life in a way where you have to draw parts of the environment, but I just like how they Disneyfy them and then so you draw it crappily and then suddenly it's all like pretty and straight out of the line or whatever. Your crappy drawing and, uh, and then they and then they put it through the Disney machine. <laughs> they put it through the Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. figure out what it is you were trying to draw. And they put it through the Hannah Montana machine and then out comes a perfect Disney sellable thing. 
but a uh, marketing machine thing. I thought Hannah Montana wasn't affiliated with Disney anymore. Well, she's personally, Miley Cyrus personally isn't, but my point being, they took a random teen girl, stuck her through their marketing machine, and out came Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, which was huge. Uh, they did the same thing as Selena Gomez. They're doing it right now with a girl named Bella Thorne. Just wait in a year or two, you'll know who Bella Thorne is. Only reason I know is because I my yeah, company works. Like, only reason I know is because my company um, runs her website, the company I work at. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Last time I flipped through that channel, there was another boy band that wasn't Jonas Brothers. But One I Direction. I don't know. I don't the know. Wanted. I don't know, but it had, like, all these girls chasing after them, and they were all... Who knows? Famous. Boy bands are coming back. It's kind of annoying. Like, pop boy bands. Like, uh, there's a band called One Direction now that's, like... It's like Justin Bieber, but six of them. Oh, you saying it's just like Justin Bieber, but six of them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, six of them. They all look like they're, like, 12, except they're really 18 to 20. Okay, they don't look 12. They look like 15. That's so, really They look one. like 15. <laughs> and then there's another one called The Wanted, which is, they're like slightly older. I guess one's the NSYNC and one's the Backstreet. I don't know. It's just, I can't, it's like when we turn on the radio, they're playing. It's really annoying. Back to video games. It's just, it's super annoying. Sorry, yeah. I just had to get that off my chest. Stupid One Direction. And that name makes no sense. One Direction to where? Where are you One Directing? I don't understand. Anyway. I, I, I guess they're hoping we assume it's a good one. A, a good One Direction? A good direction to go in? Yeah. Well, boy, they are wrong. They are so wrong anyway back to mickey which but, but between cool. the fact that it's dream rift, dream rift and it's 2d and it has the drawing mechanics so between all those things i'm actually really intrigued more so than i was with epic mickey 2 i come like after looking at the sprite for some reason it didn't hit me before but it just looked like epic mickey is like disney's own internal version of kingdom hearts as in like where yeah like all the different disney universes coming i think together. you're right i think kind of so this is like oh instead of instead of getting a super convoluted plot you get a straightforward and it's and plot. it's literally just disney they're not throwing final fantasy into the mix yeah or whatever other square franchises happen to pop up but yeah so that's epic mickey um i believe it's coming out this fall alongside probably alongside epic mickey 2 and honestly if i had to choose between the two i'd probably go with power of illusion yeah same here based yeah. strictly on the screenshots and very early information yeah that and, could um, change. I, I don't know i mean with the exception of um like xenoblade which i'm getting and oh yeah xenoblade is out and, this weekend and, and, and. hold on real quick psa to all the operation rainfall people all the people who are like i want xenoblade to come to america guess what it's in america now so go buy it Personally, I never said I want it. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I'm not big on RPGs. But for those of you who said you want it, show the support and go get it. I am. He is. I he did. Yeah. You have it. You just haven't played it yet. No, I'm not going to stick 80-hour game. You know, you got to figure out when to start it. That's the thing. It's like you can't just play it for like an hour and be like, oh, that was good. You have to actually like be like, I need to devote like 12 hours of my day right now. Which is why, which is why I haven't game. played it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, besides, besides that and um, last story, like I don't know, I kind of don't really feel like. I mean, I don't want to say in a bad way. Like, I'd rather support my 3DS library, right. even if it had like the same. Well, that's the uh, that's the system that matters at the moment. Yeah. That's the system that needs the support. The Wii's on its last legs already. Who cares if it has much third party support anymore? The Wii is coming out. But yeah, the 3DS, though, you want to support stuff, so more stuff comes down the pipe. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, that's what I'm glad. Xenoblade just came out because right. I, I do still want reason to play my Wii. Right, I, just... I restarted playing Punch Out like from the really? beginning. From yeah, I don't it know. is a fun game, but that's really random. I don't even know why. Like you just had the. Urge. And I was in the middle of playing Eternal Darkness too. I just decided to start playing <laughs> Punch Out. That's random. But, yeah. yeah. So there was one last game announcement, uh, also kind of a JRPG, but more of a dungeon crawler, and it's called um, Unchained Blade, and it's coming out. Unchained, Unchained Blades. Blades with an S. Yes. 
blades. There's multiple blades yeah, that have been more, unchanged. That's more badass, man. You're right, because one blade, one blade that's unchanged is just whatever. But having like seven or twenty-two of them, then yeah, it's worth. I think you get the point. It. I think I, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's kind of, here's what's surprising. It was a retail game in Japan Whoa. on a cartridge that you bought at a store. But Exceed is bringing it to America. They're the guys that actually are bringing Last Story to the Wii as well. Thank you, Nintendo. But they're bringing it to... the Collector's Edition, too. I, I think they are. Edition. I think they are. I don't know, though, but I think they are. Uh, I'd be shocked so. if they don't, because they do a lot of Collector's Editions. But anyway, for Unchained Blade... They're the one that brought Solotaro, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Solobotaro or whatever. Sol- Star Fox. No, not Star Fox. Sol, Sol Bataro. Sol, Sol. I think it was Solo Robo. I, no, it was definitely was not that. I, I, I want to say Sol Batar, it, Solo. And there Sol, was also a sequel. I don't know if that came Sol, out. Sol, Sob, Sob. Hmm. I don't know. We'll call him Star Fox on a jet plane. It's not. He's not on a jet. Oh, he is on a jet yeah, plane. He's on a red plane. Right. Well, I'm, I'm looking up the name right now because it's going to drive me crazy. Well, anyway. Everyone next, gets to sit here while I look up the name. Do, 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 yep. Yeah, we could keep talking. I'm just, I'm just. So anyway, I guess XCPU. I think they also brought that game on the the something Kiwi. Yeah, they Ivy did. The Ivy Kiwi. the Kiwi. Yeah, Ivy the Kiwi. They did Ivy the Kiwi. And um, anyway, they're they're actually shifting their focus to a more digital uh, approach, more oh, digital so... releases, because their attitude, I believe, I'm guessing, is why go through the effort of producing cartridges, making packaging, designing all that. That costs all cost money. The manufacturing costs money when they could just put it as a digital title. And you know, their their niche games is it niche or niche? I think niche. it's niche. Yeah, it's niche. they're niche games to begin Some with. Some people are pronounce it niche, but right, they're niche games to begin with. So the fact that they're like acknowledging that and still bringing them because there is an audience, just not a huge audience, so they're adapting. I think that's smart. So yeah. that's the main yeah. reason I that's even. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, I like to see more companies do that. That's honestly the main reason I even wanted to bring it up. Because I hate, I hate is that well, there is that I think it's a very good approach, and I think more developers should do it, yeah, especially I mean, with the success of the eShop. Like it makes sense. To yeah, do and it. especially when, like so many games get canceled like, for that reason alone, like costs are just too high or stuff like that. Right. But um, that's really cool that it's actually starting. I mean, we already have a really good amount of Solo Torobo. Solo Torobo. Sola. Torobo, one word. Solo Torobo, Red the Hunter. I think I was close with one of my 20 guesses. Yeah, one of us had to have been somewhat close. Solo Torobo. I think I was Solo Torobo. Solo Torobo. Yeah, I think you were actually the closest. Which I think was well-reviewed, well-received. Pretty well-received, yeah. Hmm. By the people that received it, but yeah. By all 10 of them. But see, that's my point. That's a very niche, niche, niche game that, um... Only certain people even. So, you heard know, of. It, it's kind of like that would make sense on the eShop as well. I mean, it's cool they get collectors. Oh, that's where I heard of it. I saw it at Anime Expo. Right, because the XC had a booth, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's very. I oh, think it's a great strategy for smaller publishers. They probably will. I think it's a great uh, strategy for smaller publishers like Exceed to do. You know, to do more digital releases. I can see Axis Games doing it. Atlas to some extent. It makes sense. Yeah. You can sell it to the twenty, thirty, forty thousand people that want it. You can still turn a profit, and everyone's happy. Yeah, it, it's just, it's just, it's basically what a lot of companies right now are doing when they're other other um HD versions of whatever mm-hmm. games they only were doing like downloadable like uh-huh, uh-huh. like Banjo Kazooie right. those remakes were only downloadable right and then there was a company recently that just released their whole library on Steam can't remember who it was Tell- off the top of my head but it was an all RPGs oh RPGs I just said Telltale Games puts all their games yeah, on I digital. I forgot who it was, but it was... Telltale Games goes the opposite. They're guys that did the Sam and Max games and Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. It's Telltale... They're... Am I thinking... They did, Tell- they did Strong Bad. Oh, no, yeah. Telltale, yeah. yeah um, they, they, 
the the Back to the Future game that everyone liked, with the Jurassic game everyone hated. Exactly. Now they do it. They do it backwards. They do digital first, and then if the game is well received, they release and a they're physical working disc. Working on another game right now. Yeah, I don't remember what though. They're it's, always working it's a, on stuff. But it's a it's another movie game. I think it's. Like, I have no clue. It's a big deal though. I, I remember no that. It's, it's important. Why can't I remember? <laughs> do you want me to look that up? Yeah, now? please oh, do. Oh man, okay. We're never gonna finish this podcast. Well, this is, I don't know. It's bothering me because I remember being interested. Oh, it wasn't Telltale Games. I was thinking, I was thinking of Double Fine. They're doing that Kickstarter for the oh, yeah, adventure t- game that yeah. actually got all the money super fast. Yeah, speaking of, that's on the same note as developers are focusing on digital. T- the Kickstarter thing is brilliant. A developer pitches the game, and then they know if it's if they can if they're gonna make money off it by having people pay for the game in not in advance, but you know chip in for the game. So basically, you can get a game exactly how you want it within reason. The developers aren't gonna do stupid things, but yeah, it's a really cool phenomenon. Cool that, like, and Double Fine, like they're filming the whole process, right? And, and they they want four hundred thousand dollars and got over four million. Yeah, it's funny though. Oh, actually, it's not funny. Um, it's hysterical. Um, <laughs> the people making the new um. Digi Suit Larry games, they also did the Kickstarter, but right. they only got like a third of what they were Because no one cares as much no, about no, that, Digi Suit Larry. I remember reading an article like, where the... Double Fine's been in very high demand to release oh, a game yeah. in the vein yeah, I mean, of Scribblenauts. Make... Yeah. yeah, but... Or um... not Scribblenauts, Psychonauts. Yeah. I got my knots mixed up. Yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense that people would want them to make a game. I mean, as yeah. for the Digi Suit Larry game, I mean, I guess, like, they're kind of, that game is kind of in that, like... I don't know why it's in that. It's like the same audience for duke nukem I yeah feel like. yeah like, it would have been really good at that time but right now i feel like what's People, funny is humor has shifted now. yeah yeah like it's not like slapstick sex joke or slapstick sex jokes anymore or the word wiener yeah exactly <laughs> not so exactly funny. yeah apparently you cracked up uh <laughs> yeah because you did uh, <laughs> wiener. uh we're mature anyway uh, going from the good fortune of Exceed and their brilliant mar- strategy to a not so brilliant strategy, Sega screwed up. Sega screwed up big. Sega screwed up. I Sega screwed up. I, I know Sega, Sega screwing up. What? Yeah, no, but Sega I... and the parent company Sega Sammy announced that they're <laughs> what? they're owned by a company. <laughs> Do you not know that? I guess not. <laughs> they're owned by. Okay, Sammy makes pachinko machines in in uh, Japan. They're huge. They bought Sega like five six years ago. Now they're Sega Sammy. Interesting. But anyway, Sega Sammy announced that Sega, the video game division of Sega Sammy, is cutting its forecast in half. They're expecting half their profits of what they were. So as a result, they've been like going like crazy in the past week or so. They've been firing people. They fired almost the entire uh, quality assurance department of Sega America, and they announced that they are only They're going... firing people at sonic speed? You could say that. Oh, that's kind of sad. In fact, you did <laughs> say that. You're just hurting someone out there. There could be someone from Sega listening. I doubt it. But there could be someone from Sega listening, and they could burst down to tears right now. I'm sorry. And now they're happy again. Yeah. They're giving you a thumbs up oh, through the they're... internet. Oh. I don't know how that works. Oh, well, and mean. somehow <laughs> in the future. But anyway, um, so they, they fired all these people, and they, only, and they announced that they're only going to start focusing on core IPs, such as the Sonic franchise, Football Manager, which is huge in Europe, the Total War uh, strategy games, I believe they're strategy. Yeah, and the real time strategy. Right. I think the they just they're coming out with a sequel to Shogun right now. Right, right. That's the right. the one before that was Napoleon. I think. Mm-hmm. And then they look awesome, like they look like visually, like when you see like the whole army charging. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen footage. But, really but cool. I mean, but like in, in practice, I mean, no, just to us, it looks boring. Don't say to us. Don't lump me in. I mean, I agree, but don't assume I agree. I do agree. <laughs> that's, I'm assuming, which I'm right this time. Yeah. 
this time. But anyway, they're also going to keep making the aliens. They're also going to assume you wouldn't play football manager. That's very true. But there, it's two like for a, two. Yeah, but it's like because um, they're so hard to predict. Uh, yeah, I know. Because they're um, yeah. that was sarcasm, everyone. I'm very easy to predict. <laughs> to predict, I can't talk. To predict. But anyway, they're also keeping. They're also keeping aliens going, which makes sense because that's a very high profile. Release. What does that mean for Rhythm Thief? I, I really. I don't like, know. Like one of the few games. This I'm is what really when I read this. this is, yeah, when I read it, that's like, why I was really looking. I got it. I mean, like, I, I, like I saw, super looking forward. I saw to. an entire like half an hour gameplay of it from the Europe version. Didn't watch the cutscenes because obviously I don't watch it. Whatever. Right, of course. But it's exactly how I would hope it was going to. Well, be. yeah, that's that's why I'll know. It's two days, literally two days, maybe even one day before. So maybe not literally two or one, one or two days before they announced this. They announced Rhythm Heaven's coming, not Rhythm Heaven, <laughs> Rhythm Thief, <laughs> Rhythm Thief, and the, and the Emperor's something. Treasure. Sorry for the 3DS action rhythm game. Elite B agents meets Professor Layton. It's so hilarious to look at. It is. Anyway, they announced that this game was coming to the U.S. in July. It's out in Europe to this weekend today. It, it came out yesterday. Our, it, it was out. Or, it's out. It, it came, I think it came out Friday. You could, if you live Friday. in Europe, you could buy it. No, right Thursday. Now. Is it either Thursday or Friday? I don't know. But point buy being, buy it now. If you're in Europe, yes, buy it now so they bring it to the states. Point being, they announced it the day before. They say they're only go. They canceled all non-major IP titles and they're only focusing on the ones I listed a minute ago. So I don't know what that I means. Think just the games have to translate it already. Uh, I'm just thinking. I think they mean. I think they mean anything not announced. Yeah. But they didn't say, and I'm kind of confused. Do you I, think this has anything to do with that? Um, I read it today on Go Nintendo. It was that Sega. It's a rumor, also. Sega's gonna reboot Sonic, kind of yeah. like Skylanders, and make it an open world. I hope. Hey, not. rumors galore! Another rumor. Hey, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Hopefully, that was. that's not true. I, kinda, I don't know the I, reboot. Well, here's the thing. I kind of like how Sonic kind of reinvented himself. I, I like the whole Sonic Unleashed gameplay of it, and it seemed like they're starting to get well, it. Well, right. here's what the rumor was specifically. Sega is considering a reboot for 2014, oh. and this is the leading option in that consideration. And when someone puts that in... doesn't mean it's happening. No, yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't. This happen. internet over internet freaks out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're considering it. That means it's happening. They're considering it. Oh my god! <laughs> Pack your bags. We're everyone, everyone, go find go go move in with Crash Bandicoot. Give up on Sonic. But um, which is also getting a reboot supposedly. But I don't know what's happening. Want another reboot? Well, the last is it, is it going to be even more tattered up in this one? I don't even know. I just know that after Spyro uh, Skylanders doing so well, I remember reading somewhere that oh, Activision. Wow. This was a while ago. It took me a while to thinking that that was an actual that's an actual Spyro game. I know, but they, I think Activision. I read somewhere. I have no idea if it's true, but I think Activision wants to um, basically do the same thing for Crash, not with toys, but the same like complete overhaul, mm. make him no, less important. I, I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean it's Crash. I mean I don't know. His first city games were good, and I kind of still care. Yeah. But yeah, I hope for Sega's sake that their financial woes end because they released some cool random little games. Monkey, well, Monkey Ball probably won't get canceled. That's a big franchise. But like, feel the feel the magic on a DS at launch. It. it was cool. It was kind of like WarioWare, but with a really cool silhouette art style. So you know, stuff like that they're not going to do anymore. F- well, that was Nintendo. I know, but that's and then, yeah. I mean, they didn't like it. Well, Miyamoto supposedly didn't like it. Supposedly. I don't know about the rest of Nintendo. Must find out. For we sure. must go meet him and be like, why you? Why do you hate F Zero? Why you no like F Zero? Yeah, <laughs> but um, Sega, Sega, the actually, only good version of F Zero that have actually got me interested in the franchise. Right, right. Actually, Smash Bros got me interested in the franchise, which still got me to buy the game. Yeah, so that's true. That's all that matters in the end. And uh, speaking of Sega and Sonic and whatnot, did you know the co-creator of uh, Sonic is now at Nintendo? What? Yeah, this guy. 
who uh you're, i'm gonna butcher his name you want to say it it's hirokazu yasuhara hirokazu yahu it's hirokazu yasuhara thank you hirokazu yasuhara him he co-created Sonic. He was. This is called a hero. He was. He was Yuji Naka's partner in crime for Sonic, and then he left Sega a while ago. He and he's now working at Nintendo's NST team, Nintendo Software Technology. So we're in Redmond. I was excited about the for. I mean, like about like oh, like, oh, just having the guy that co-created Sonic. He probably has still some good game design. You Until know. you realize what his last game was, right? Oh. Is that what you're gonna say? No. But then oh, I, what were you guys? Well, I was gonna say, but then I remembered that in the heyday of. Sonic, it was a side scroller, and I don't know. I've kind of gotten over that. Like, I kind of like the. the well, who uh, knows what he's gonna do next? The point. That's is like, he, and I'm pretty sure point... he doesn't have anything to do with the Unleashed. No, he change. left Sega way before. Yeah, that's why. But and it's like, oh, cool, the guy that did Sonic. This the Pac-Man thing doesn't help though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. His last game was Pac-Man Party for the Wii. I, I haven't played which it. Which so was... could be good for I've all heard... we know. I've heard it's okay. I heard if you replace it with Mario characters, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Mario Party 9 <laughs> but no um, which is it's good and in stores now yes nice plug it's funny because <laughs> on the surface this news is awesome Sonic co-creator joins Nintendo then you dig a little deeper and it's the guy that did Pac-Man Party joining Nintendo's NST team who they're good developers they did Wave Race Blue Storm they do Mario vs. Donkey Kong I have that game but that's all it. they do they, they haven't done anything like mine they were gonna do Project Hammer on the Wii but then it got cancelled they haven't oh. done any like crazy super and like super amazing game they got a bunch of pretty good games they did 1080 Avalanche on the GameCube like, they did good stuff just not amazing stuff so you got this you think it's an amazing developer going to you think this is an amazing company and they get like he worked on Pac-Man and they worked on good but not great games so it's like who knows well, what, at least we're I'm not, not calling it out I'm just saying yeah, like yeah. it might be overhyped the news might yeah. be a little well over-hyped. I mean at least it's good at least it's showing that I mean, we're gonna have some quality. That's true. I mean, it's not like the. Ge- I mean, none of those games suck by any means. That's of the true. Word. That is true. Uh-huh. That is true. And, and I'm sure there's a niche group out there that's like, like that's squealing obs- right now. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I probably I feel kind of bad because I, I sounded like I just dissed all those developers, but I really didn't. They were good games, but the yeah, way the yeah, head, the yeah, way there the was head- a lot of like no no the way the headlines were written, it was like oh my god, Sonic co-creators joined Nintendo. Are they gonna make like Sonic Galaxy? What? Like it was like all sorts of crazy was stuff. Was an accompanying picture of Mario shaking hands with Sonic. Yeah. There was one like that on Facebook. Right, yeah. But then it turned out to be this. So I'm sure the games <laughs> they... <laughs> the games they make are good. They're just not like the outstanding level that, that articles are suggesting would be coming of this. What were we really expecting? I mean, even, I even, even if it is even, exactly it, what we thought... It's not going to be Sonic because he doesn't work for Sega. Yeah, even then, like, what, like... I don't know. Mm. I don't think there was any expectations, but then the article started making expectations. Yeah, <laughs> it started. Ma- yeah, we invented expectations. We did. Cause, yeah, because we did. Because Sonic co-creator and Nintendo. Because so like, even best case match. scenario, I still can't really think of something that good. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to them, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the big news. Although I know this past week was April Fools, and I don't know how many people tuned in to Nintendo video, but. I know one thing particularly bothered you about, or not bothered well, you, but it, there's it, one it bizarre. Was defi- it was definitely not aimed at us. It was, you want to explain? You're the one that discovered it oh. on Nintendo Video. Well, I remember on, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday, Nintendo well, put it, out a video yeah. that said like, oh, look for... Like, they put out a notification through Spot Pass for the Nintendo no, Video and app. There, and then there was a coming soon video like, oh, want to find out how oh. 3D is made? Tune in this Sunday to find right, out. Right, and they put out a notification saying, be sure to check in on Sunday for our very special look at the 3D technology. I was actually expecting uh, like a 3D. half hour video. Yeah, they were hyping it like it was something real. Yeah. And then... And then like, and they kept using the like, 
They didn't just say like 3D, like oh how stereoscopic 3D works. 3D without uh, they, glasses. They like every time like Reddy talked about it, like in true stereoscopic, stereoscopic 3D. <laughs> yeah, but then the video came out. Yeah, and, and like, it was two minutes long, not two, thirty. <laughs> yeah, it was it, five it, and it, five. It fell way under my expectations and everything. It was a gag for April Fool's Day, and they're like. 3D works like this. You take a 3D photo, and then boom, there's a miniature version of the object in your camera, and out pops an apple from the camera. Yeah, they're just and like, then, 2D is an image, but 3D is real. Yeah, and then they go on to say something like, to help make the, the waves go into your eyes, you can see the 3D, with salmon helps to combine the image into one, and they hold a salmon in front of someone's face. And, and then yeah. at the very end, they're like, to learn more, click the link below, right? Yeah. And there's a link on the lower screen, you click it, it goes to Facebook, and it says April Fool's Basically, on Nintendo's yeah. Facebook and, and page. And they just show, like, um, none of the stuff on this video is true. And... That's Nintendo's legal department. They've always been extra, like, picky like that. So the fact that they're like, please note that none of this information is actually true. Do it's not all done to in parody. Picture, do not eat your picture, and do not slap a salmon in someone's face when they're looking at a 3DS. Because they're good. They they were like that when I moderated for Nintendo's forum back in the day. There was all sorts of crazy. Legal I mean, stuff. like I mean, it was fine for what it was. Like, but I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Like they could have. Yeah, they could have made something cool and interesting. Yeah, or they could have hired. Nice, like, or mean, they could have hired a writer that's experienced with writing funny things for both. Well, ages. you know, that's the, that's the weird thing is they did just not for this. Kid Icarus's main uh, comedy writer, like the guy who did all the jokes, works on SNL. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he does college it's humor, and I think he does either college humor or IGN. He does some video, funny videos for some other site as well. Hmm. So he's like a legit comedian. So they could have had him or someone like him, but I think that qualifies as our random news. We sometimes we always try and throw him in when we can. I mean, we had Justin Bieber during Christmas, and now we have this. So far, uh, the gap. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> I think we had something else. I just don't remember what. It was so random; it made no impact on me. I guess it was too random for its own good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and not only does that conclude random news, that concludes what's up with Nintendo. So of course, the next logical thing we talk about, because there's only two things we talk about, so it has to be this, is uh, what we're playing. Indeed, because it's what we're literally playing. Not the second, of course, but we. That, well, what that I'm playing, what, 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 what Jason, what, what Jason, um, metaphorically nibbles on, but what I really play, I nibble on and you chow down on. Okay, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> That's what I said metaphorically. Yes. Thing. Anyway, point being, last episode we promised to give some update impressions of Kid Icarus because the game came out. Uh, the game came out so close to the podcast that we we couldn't really play. You yeah, know, we like, only had like we had like two hours. Yeah. yeah. So two hours of playtime. I mean. So well, I guess what I'm curious about, Jason, like, um, what do you think? Like two oh, weeks now, later. Now that my. <laughs> now that my. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to adjust to the because yeah, I did say the controls were initially an issue. And, I mean, I, I said I try. I, I believe on the last podcast, I said one thing I tried was I put the stand on my lap. And I had my legs up, and, I'm like, I was, like, lying on a couch with my, like, That sounds bent. uncomfortable. No, well, let me, it was, like, you know how, like, you lie on the couch, and you, like, put your knee, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. You, you put your feet on the couch, so your legs are pointed up. Oh, yeah. so you're, like. So I'm, like, that. So, so it's, like, you're getting into the fetal position, but you're not in the fetal position. I'm not position. in the fetal position, but I'm, I know, that's I'm like, halfway there. And then I put the stand against my legs, and then it's, like, the perfect angle. So when I do that. Doesn't the stand kind of cave in on itself, or did you have to find the perfect spot where it does? There's a spot. There's a way to do it. Oh, but when I do that... Because I tried doing them. Yeah, do you have this stand here? I'll show you. Yeah, I just... I'll show it. you on an auditory podcast. This is going to make perfect sense. Yeah, no, I put... I, I kind of just go like... Why am I doing this? No one can see this. <laughs> well, I, here, I'll walk you through it. I'm sure... <laughs> and, I broke, and I broke the stand, so that's that. Not really. Uh, anyway... I actually need that to play. Yeah. Which do I'll you get now? 
You didn't used to. I'll, I'll get into that. Right, well, let me finish right my left handed dilemma. So, as a lefty, it was hard for me to play. I'm getting a little bit more used to it. It's a very gradual adjustment. Oh, okay. To be so, honest. So, so it wasn't it's very, just like. It's, it's like the more I play, it still feels awkward, but the more I play, the more it's. I'm, it's becoming less noticeable to me and more just like. Like, it's less. So, would you say I'm a less lot cognitive of, the, of it? It's so just kind of there. Like, the awkwardness is just there, but I don't really think about it. I go, this is weird. I just play. Oh. And it doesn't bother me as much. But I'm definitely. It's not as ideal as if. There's a left-handed option that involved the stylus without the But would you back. say, um, like, a lot of the backlash was uncalled for or is still pretty reasonable? Because people I don't were, know. Because, I like, feel cause, like cause it's I saw a lot of reviews, re- like, basically took off, like, half of the score just it's because of the control. It's still strange. But I feel like it really depends on personal preference. I'm able to push it out of my mind because I enjoy the rest of the game enough. But if someone's, like, on the fence about the game itself... The controls will definitely drag it down a lot. But since I was so, I'm so into the game, I really like the game. The, it's so meta. It's great. They have so many like self-referential, self-referential Nintendo referencing and video game referencing jokes. And But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, And the gameplay is really fun. The flight segments in particular, probably because they're easier to control for me, but those are very, very like Star Fox meets Sin Punishment with a non-stop chatter soundtrack, yeah. which is great. But um, yeah, I feel like if you're not big on the gameplay, the controls are going to be noticeably worse, but if you can look past the control issue if you like the gameplay. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I've been doing. I mean, it's been gradual. It's definitely still cumbersome, but I'm getting better slowly but surely. And I still need to use the stand. Oh. I mean, I can play without it, but then my, like, hand gets tired Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me. Like, I don't remember ever having that problem with Metroid Prime Hunters. Yeah, I didn't. But, um... Yeah, so... I think it's because... I mean, exactly. when you hold the 3DS for when you hold the 3DS for um, Kid Icarus, you're basically holding it with one hand. No, but you you're do. Resting. But you do with Metroid Prime Hunters also. No, exactly, because with Metroid Prime Hunters, all you did was aim with the stylus and you hold it like this. That's right. It was the exact same thing. So Wait, know. no, but was it the shoot? Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's the exact same control. I guess because the 3DS is a little different shape. Yeah, the only difference is um, like I don't know, like it actually feels. I guess because one was a first-person shooter and the other one was third-person. You can play Kid Icarus in first-person, kind of. There's a workaround. No, oh, yeah, but um, I don't think, like, two weeks later, like, I guess, right. like, I've come to ex- play it exclusively on the stand. Like, I don't even really play it when I'm not at home. Mm-hmm. Just because um, I did try playing it for a long time without the stand. And, it's weird feeling. And, and, and the way it makes your hand fall asleep. Yeah, like, like, the way, like, I don't know, it actually does get to you after a while, but the stand, like, it just makes it so comfortable. Yeah, and like I have absolutely no problems with the control. Like the controls themselves, like have n- have no issues with them at all. And it actually, did well, you're become... first of all, you're a righty, so that could have something to do with it. Oh what? Oh, yeah. well, well, right handed. Well, I mean that, and like actually, like I just said, like, okay, okay, controls. Just tell me your rules, and I'll master you. And I did. And now I <laughs> you you pulled out the instruction manual. You're like, show me what to do, and I'll master you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It, it's been great. Just the only thing is, just now I need to. Now you're the for, stand. Right. Now, you're oh. further in the game than me, so how's the plot going? Without revealing any spoilers. I don't already beat the game a long time ago. Oh, right. So, plot. I know it has some twists and turns. Were they? Did they surprise you? Were they actual twists and turns? They were actual twists and turns. Like, and that Shyamalan wrote it, and back in the time when he actually made good movies. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Oh, but um, one thing I did want to note, though, like, and it actually ties in with the next thing I kind of wanted to mention. Yeah. Um... When I played on the stand, it there was kind of an awkward thing. Like I wasn't really sure what to do with my with the with my fingers on the back of the console when I was holding it. Right. So sometimes I would like kind of scoot the system a little over on the stand, so I would have more realistic. So instead of being to. centered, it would stick out a little, so you could. Yeah, but yeah. even then, like it still felt a little off. But I got I recently got the the Nyko grip. 
which is the, I guess, call it their... It's their extended battery that also is... It's like the sequel to their Nyko Battery Plus. Right, it's, it's the extended battery in a handy grip yeah. form. And it has this cool... It's right here, actually. It has this cool... Um, it's, I'm going to unplug your 3 d It's like, it's like ergonomic in a way. It ha- yeah, it's kind of ergonomic. It has this neat um, textured rubber feel. Kind of yeah, like it's, a lot it's like soft matty. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's like a soft rubber. It's a lot, of, a lot of Android phones, particularly Motorola ones, for anyone with a motor, for like a Droid X or something, have this back. It's that same plastic. It's uh, pretty nice. I'm holding it right. This is the first time I've really like actually... Yeah, held it, but it's 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 pretty nice. There's like these weird grooves for your index fingers. Yeah, it's like a, the first. Time it's I, strange, like or no, they're the, not for the, your index. They're for your. Yeah, the first time I tried them on, wait, how do I see? There's the 3ds. It's like the first uh, time I did it, I'm like, wait, how am I supposed to use these grooves? But then they're just like. Went oh, I see. You put your you put your middle finger in the yeah, groove. That's... Your index fingers on the shoulder buttons, and then you use your thumbs for the face. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, it's actually kind of comfortable. Yes, it works. Like, I mean, the extra thickness actually, I feel. It's actually pretty comfortable. Bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not that much heavier. It actually has more of a solid feel to it than the 3DS did before. Because yeah. the 3DS, I mean, the plastic, it's plastic, so it has that kind of, not cheap feel, but it has that kind of, like, yeah, hollow, I don't know how to describe it, not hollow. It, this makes it feel more sturdy, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because, I mean, I played my 3DS, like, for a long time outside of the house, but I'm not near a charger. Right. And I always wanted a extended battery, but the current one, like, you have to unscrew the things and kind of keep it in a permanent state where you can always have that battery sticking out. Yeah. And that kind of, like, turned me off from it because I, I do want to have the option if I want, if I ever do this, I to get a Circle Pad Pro, I want to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. But this one solves that problem by, like, you just snap it on and snap it off. Like, it just connects to the, the inductors on the back. Oh, the little inductor clip. Not the inductors. Not the, the inductors. The, the clips that work with the, yeah, with yeah, the charging it, it, Yeah, it, it, it makes contact with the clips. And basically, when you're charging the 3DS, it charges the the grip. And then it, the 3DS just thinks that it's getting charged the entire time. So the battery actually lasts like, like around like six hours. That's like triple. Or no, double. Double what it normally does, right? Well, yeah, but what's cool is that... Um, no, I'm saying that's good. No, that's it. It lasts with the cradle like six hours. But since it's charging the 3DS the whole time... That's it. The cradle dies at the six hour mark. Oh, so then the 3DS still has another full charge at that point, yeah, because it still thinks it's full so charge. Like, so it's nine hours, really. Yes, yeah, and then um, that's and, almost and if, DS light. And if you're playing like a DS game, you get like almost like 14 hours of life, it's right? Yeah, pretty... the DSi and the DS Lite were those numbers, so yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty good. And, and it's really, it's and, actually really and, not and that also, uncomfortable. And what actually sold me even more is that because of those um little grips on the side. The, I mean, not the the grooves on the back. Oh, the finger grooves. Yeah, like when holes. when I put it on the on the stand, and now it actually gives my my hand on the bottom like a comfortable place to put it. Let's try it. Another, you can't see it, but we're doing it anyway. Moment. So like, listen to I'm, those so, clicks of me opening. The stand. So when I'm playing Kid Icarus, like my left hand, like or the hand that's not on it, like doesn't move at all, or doesn't feel the like stylus. I have to. I'll try this. Oh, wait, I have a stylus in my pocket. That sounded really bad, but I literally have a DS stylus in my pocket. Okay, let's try Because this. you lost yours, then you have to use figgies. Yeah. Yeah, my stylus flew on my DS. I have no idea where it is, and I had to buy some cheap third-party ones. But, oh, it's nice to have a real stylus. Huh, yeah. This does. This is actually a lot easier. Yeah. Okay, so I, off these two minutes that I've been try- playing around with this, I recommend this. Yeah, the, I, the, I, the pack if you need extended battery. Yeah, for anyone that, like... Has, I don't know. I guess like it's really and now closing about, the stand. It's really cautious about like we're trying to keep track of how much time they're playing outside. Because I remember when I would play Resident Evil out like not at home, 
if I'm like, oh, I'm playing an hour, and like I would see the battery going halfway, yep. so now I don't want to play anything at all because I want to keep right, the street pass right, on. Right. So it, I like that I don't have to be so conscious about it. It makes it, it is very nice. Yeah, so so with, I would really recommend it for anyone that. Right. How much was it? Like twenty. It was forty. It was twenty nine. So it's thirty. So right in the middle of my two guesses. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not so bad. Price of a DS game. Um, well, now that you have your extended battery, have you been playing anything else with it? Because oh. obviously Icarus we've talked about before, so... Yeah, this Thursday, um, for those that didn't notice, we got a fully realized drawing app for the 3DS. Oh, uh, Colors 3D came out? Yep. One have you been playing it? Oh, yeah, it's... Oh, of course you have. You're an artist. Oh, thank you. No, I mean, like, that's what you do. I'm, I'm sure take it as a compliment. You're... I didn't say you're a good artist. I said you're an artist. Oh. You are a good one, though. Oh. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Emotional roller coaster right now. <laughs> So but yeah, yeah right. tell me about the, uh, yeah. how, I, I know it has some online stuff. No, yeah, well. Like a whole, a website that, but, like, is a gallery. Like, what's interesting is that, um, I guess, just, like, how, in, how, how much depth this. Are you trying to make a pun based on the fact that it's 3D drawings? Yes. Yeah, how but you didn't explain that it's 3D drawings, how will people get the pun? Well, it's colors 3D. You just said, it's kind of. Life. Yeah, it's given. I fail. Okay, keep going. Right, well, anyway, um, <laughs> when I first heard of this game, I actually thought I wasn't going to use it that much. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even... Like, I got... What is that other game called? Um, Inchworm Man. Inchworm yeah, Animation for DSiWare, yeah. And I played with it for a little bit, but the interface, like, wasn't that... Um, it wasn't user-friendly. It, it, it was like, it's it, almost like a Photoshop style. Yeah, like, it was... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't user-friendly. It, it kind of turned me off from it, so I rarely used it. But uh-huh. this one, like, the user interface is, like, so streamlined. It reminds me so much of um, Sketchbook Pro that I use on my MacBook right. to do all my drawings. And that's... Right. Um, I don't know, like... It's just so simple, and it actually makes, like, the whole drawing experience fun, like, even if it takes hours, just because everything is so, like, quick and easy. It's, like, painless. Right, right. And, um, I don't know, everything about you is so cool. You could draw on five different layers, and during the time you're drawing, you could draw on any of those layers, like, switch between them. And you also have so many little options, like, you could only have the layer that you're drawing on be visible. You could have all the ones that would, in like, get in the way of it invisible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, once you're doing all your cool 3D drawings, um, you could upload them to um, yeah, the Colors Live Gallery. And you could also comment on, you could also view other people's drawings. And, right. and they sort them by like most popular, new, and you could like them, you could comment on them through the 3DS. You actually have to create a little account. That. So, so and it walks do, you the comment, do the comments live on both the website and the 3DS? Like, is everything that you can access on the website gallery accessible oh, yeah. through the app on the 3DS? Yeah, like, comments made on the 3DS you could view on the internet. That's cool. So it's kind of like, but the only... it's like Instagram on iPhones and Android, where it's like, you can... Oh, no, Instagram you can't view on the web. Bad example. Continue with your... Oh, Ignore the, my comments. The only weird thing is that, um... Well, I guess it isn't that weird, but, um, comments that were made on the computer, it does tell you how many comments were made on the computer on the 3DS. Like, if I'm viewing a a picture on the 3DS will tell me six comments were made on from the gallery website. Uh-huh. But it won't tell you them. You have to click on the link and it'll open wait, up the where? little browser. Oh, you mean it does... Wait, where does it say that? Sorry, on, on the 3DS. It, oh, like in the notifications? Yeah. No, 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 no. On the 3DS itself. Like when you're viewing all the comments... Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant they sent a notification to... Do they have spot pass? Can you do that? Um, I don't know. You didn't see I mean, I mean, I've only... That'd be cool if they had a notification because that sounds like a phone app. I've only like... uploaded one drawing and it has... And no one has commented on it yet, so I don't know whether I'll actually get notified or not. Whether right, they get I guess on. time will tell. If you want to see that drawing, just go to the... Actually, I don't really know how to tell people to go there. Anyway, <laughs> it's up there. Just look for Wayro. Yeah, it's, it. it's, it's, it's a cockatiel. It's kind of hard. Giving a thumbs up. Yep. 
But yeah, no, uh, and isn't, isn't the gallery, like, it doesn't just show the picture. Oh, that's right. I completely right? forgot, like, almost, like, the biggest thing. This like, is big. This is, like, swap note, except on steroids. Yeah, this aspect. Like, if you know, if it's swap note, you know that after you finish drawing something, it will, like, redraw, yeah, it'll play back the whole drawing, like, how you drew it in the order and everything. So this does that, but since you have so many drawing tools and you can make, like, really, really good paintings and drawings, mm-hmm. it just looks crazy and cool just like watching the whole drawing like you actually like i've like i already looked at a handful of drawings that i really liked from the gallery and after watching them being made like step by step like you actually tips yeah you even learn some things like oh that's how they get that that shading in and like because i've always wondered like okay how exactly and what order do they get that nice the shading effects or making something look shiny or like it's very reflective and right right. it really gives you like some very helpful tips it's it's that's cool. cool And is it there? I saw. I haven't actually played with the app, but um, is there? I saw in a trailer or something like you can like when you're watching the playback on the 3ds because you can view the video on both the site and 3DS. Oh. can't you like tilt the angle and watch each layer or something? Yeah, so like I guess that? if um like I guess if watching the the, the drawing itself getting drawn in front of your eyes wasn't enough, which you could do on the website. It's cool oh. that this is all on the website in 2D, and then you could do everything almost identically from the sound of it on the 3DS in 3D. Yeah, but I guess like if just watching it wasn't enough, you can also with the with the circle pad or the buttons just by moving it, you could um change the perspective of the whole drawing and actually see all the layers like That's separated, cool. almost like a blow like it got blown up. Or see, like one of those charts where it's like, here's the layers of the earth, and each one's like hovering exactly, in yeah. midair and, and by itself. And you can itself. see the layers being worked on as you're That's messing cool. with that. That's really cool. No, no, it's really cool. It it's, sounds like kind of a killer app for like the artistic oh, types. I, I, I would say it's like, I mean, I would put it up there as far as just like quality of apps. Like it's definitely a must-have app for anyone that's remotely interested in How that much kind of thing. was it? I think it was six ninety nine. That's it? I think That's so. a good value considering the developers had to build and maintain that website. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's probably one of the best apps. I would say it's one of the best apps on the eShop right now. Come like, and that's there. saying a lot because you love a lot of eShop games. Yeah, I mean, like right now, I mean, there's only like a handful of must-haves. Like it would be like my Switch Force, Mutant Must, Afro Samurai, yeah. Colors 3D, and I think I'm forgetting one. But I, I don't know. Freaky Forms was kind of in the middle, but eh. yeah. Dylan's yeah. Rolling Western, perhaps. Dylan's Rolling Western, which I have not played yet, but my brother seems to have beaten it. He and liked it from what I've gathered. Yeah, he liked it from the beginning, in spite of all like the negative responses. And impressions. There weren't that many. It was mixed. There were a lot of positive ones too. Yeah, but even the positive ones were like No, it got like a nine from IGN. Oh, right. Or I mean, something that. Something crazy high. I guess I only saw more negatives. Yeah, well negatives always stick out more. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But well, yeah, yeah I, I guess we'll see how good that game is whenever he's over. Right. Over. Yeah, we need to get him back on as a guest star. A guest star. <laughs> he's the star of the show. Is he famous now? Yeah, as a guest, as a special guest. But um yeah, I guess that pretty much concludes today's random time podcast um it's a pretty good episode today we got a lot of rumors going into e3 i bet there's gonna be even more because oh you know we have we have basically a two-month window we're, we're, between now and e3 when e3 puts up those tarps covering the stuff we're gonna be like oh that's kind of the shape of this like remember there was one that um, there was you, one that actually you could you see can, yeah you can new see Super Mario yeah, was, the night port was announced yeah they uh, it, was, it was a problem was uh, nintendo used white tarps that year and you could just see right through, right through the white, because when the white pressed up against the dark image, it just went through. So you could see the Goombas. But last yeah. year, they used black tarps, because they learned their lesson. But anyway, yeah, so E3, there's going to be a ton of news. Even if there's not news, there's just going to be a ton of cool rumors to talk about, all sorts of speculation, and that's always fun. That's one of the most fun things, I think, about console launches leading up to it, when it's just, like, crazy, like, yeah, hype. Yeah, all the hype. I love the hype. 
Like the Wii was probably it, my it, favorite. It, it makes the day that when you get the console a little surreal. It does. Yeah, or like when you play it early. Like yeah, I, play, yeah. I got to play the Wii yeah, two like, months well, before like it came out. Yeah, it and it was, like, it was like, wait, I'm a, this is the well, actual console. Nintendo, I guess before we go, quick backstory. Uh, I had the opportunity to play the Wii here in LA at a special event. Only 30 people went. Uh, Nintendo kidnapped us. They, which made it more, which like hyped it even more. They, they, we met on a street corner in downtown LA. They took our phones, they metal detected us, so we didn't have any recording devices or anything. Stuck us in vans with covered up windows and drove us two blocks and then around another block and up a, and up a parking lot to a rooftop where there was a garage on the rooftop and in the garage were 15 Wii's with every launch game and whatnot. Oh, wow. And this was the day after the US launch date and lineup announcement. So it was when all the news was fresh. It was when half the games were, like, just announced and oh, I was wow. playing them. But, yeah, they kidnapped us. And we had to, like, give a secret passcode just so they know we know that it's the right thing. Like, I think it was Princess Peach or something. It was – we had to, like, call it. It was this huge thing. It, it was cool. I mean, it's tiny because it's dirty, but it's a huge production. So that added to the hype. So Hopefully that happens again for the Wii U, but that's not going to happen. At least, not, at least not in that form. And they might yeah. do something different. But um, I'm sure it'll be at Comic-Con and obviously E3. But, uh, yeah, so that pretty much concludes – Episode 11 of the Ramtown Podcast, as I started to say before. Lots of rumors and speculation coming ahead, so definitely keep listening uh, to the show. We're going to be talking all sorts of stuff. Plus, next week you got Xenoblade, or next episode, episode 12. I assume you're going to have some impressions of Xenoblade. I'm pretty sure I'll be done with it. I'm pretty sure. What? It's 80 hours. Well, that's, I'm assuming, like, most of it is, like, side quests, and I'm not that big of a side quest. All right, well, hey, any sort of impressions would be great, so. How long did it take me to beat, um, Tales of the Abyss? I have no idea. That was a 40 hour game, and I I think you did in, like, 20 something. Hmm? 20 something, maybe? 15? No, I still beat it in 40 hours. Oh, oh, oh. I just remember, like, if I actually finished it before the podcast. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I was still like halfway through. Well, anyway, point being, definitely tune in next week for thoughts on the JRPG that was every on everyone's wish list and is now finally here. Plus, of course, the latest news, the latest rumors. Um, as always, we want to hear what you think, not just about the podcast. Uh, what do you think of the, what, are, what are your thoughts on the Wii U and the Wii U rumors? Um, what do you believe? More powerful, less powerful? Does it even matter? Let us know in the comment section of ramtown.com. Just go episode 11, rumors galore. And, of course, if you have feedback on the podcast or want to share your thoughts with one of us individually, I'm JSR7 on Twitter. Jose is at Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. And, yeah, that pretty much concludes it. So we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.